Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You can't go and consult a parenting book to ask it, how do you tell your child they're going to be king? So they put a nice message to their nephew and then they're criticised for not actually using his full name. In the whole episode with Diana dying, there was a lot of self-examination within the royal family about how they handled things, the stiff upper lip. Hi there and welcome to New Idea Royals. It's the only podcast that reveals what really goes on behind palace doors. I'm Zoe Burrell and today we will be talking all about George's sixth birthday, the weird item the Queen travels with and whether we can expect another royal wedding this year. Joining us today to share her amazing knowledge is royal expert and commentator Angela Mollard. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Ange. How are you going? Oh, I'm very excited to see those cute pictures of Prince George. Lovely. They're my favourite pictures of him ever. Anyway, Aren't we'll chat so about those. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, of course, it's George's sixth birthday this week and... Apparently, he's spending it somewhere very special. I know. He's not just, you know, slumming it at home in Kensington Palace. He's actually apparently in Mustique in the Caribbean, which is where the family went last year for their holiday. Of course, George always celebrates his birthday in the middle of the British summer. So, you know how kids, like, they like to have their friends around. Obviously, that's not the case for him because the school's broken up. But he apparently will have a party with his friends, um, probably when they're back from holiday. But at this stage, um, he's with his family uh, in the Caribbean, Reportedly, that hasn't been confirmed. It's where they went last year. The royals have got a long association with going to the Caribbean, particularly Mustique, because it's got excellent security. Prince, it was an absolute um, favourite of Princess Margaret. I mean, she practically lived there in you know in her later years. And um, yeah, so that's where they are. But lots of balloons. Can you believe he's six? It feels Not like it was just all. yesterday that she came out on those hospital steps. Yeah. It makes me feel very old. But yeah, look, I he's know, growing up. Little um, gapped tooth smile uh, the that he photos. had in the photo. Yeah, I love I those. I mean, it. Kate always takes these gorgeous, but you know, his mum takes these gorgeous pictures. Uh, I think that she, it's that case, isn't it? When you know the photographer, you're much more uh, relaxed, and she just captures her children in these beautiful moments. I love the little um, the te- the missing teeth, <laughs> and I also love the fact he's wearing an England shirt. All little boys love a footy shirt, don't they? And, and well, his- I think. Prince William's a bit of a fan of it exactly. too, isn't he? Well, he's the patron. <laughs> he is the patron of the um, English Football Association. So, um, yeah, he's wearing the shirt. They're very happy about that. I imagine Nike's pretty happy since the sponsorship <laughs> is on there too. Um, but do you know what I was wondering? I wonder what the going rate is in Kensington Palace for the um, Tooth Fairy. Oh, yeah, I because I reckon there'd be quite that. rich fairies around there, don't you think? <laughs> like it's not just the 50-cent job that you get, you know, in the back blocks of Australia. I reckon <laughs> that'd be up to kind of, you know, five Pounds or something, but Ooh. who knows? It depends. You know, it's all supply and demand when it comes to fairies, isn't it? Of course. <laughs> well, and speaking of gifts and things like that, what do we think that Prince George might have received for his birthday? Well, we actually have no idea. <laughs> but he, um, Us Weekly is it Us or US? I never know. Is it which one oh. is it? 
Let's just say it's US because it's the US. Anyway, they've speculated um, on uh, with their source suggests that he has asked for a motorized car and a pair of binoculars for bird watching. I don't know if this is true or not. I reckon that there's a journalist sitting there has interviewed um, themselves and gone, yeah, what would a British boy like? And they just associate bird watching with the Brits. But mm, no, maybe sure a six-year-old wants to go bird watching. Well, you know what, though? His mum did make that lovely nature garden and they do have, you know, they do have their country home and their, and their city home. So they have plenty of opportunity to go bird watching. Oh, maybe that's true. one of his interests. Anyway, he looks like he's growing up. I wonder to what extent he knows he's going to be king. We know that he um, that his parents have been uh, particularly mindful of protecting him and giving that information at the right stage. But, you know, there's no precedent, is there? You can't go and consult a parenting book to ask it, how do you tell your child they're going to be king? Because it's a unique situation. I imagine that um, – and the Queen, of course, there's a lot of – you know, her raising of Prince Charles perhaps wasn't ideal. He's spoken a lot about – that it was quite a cold upbringing. So William and Kate are kind of winging it, really. Um, obviously, Diana was a very warm mum and, and how she talked to um, – how she and Charles talked to William about becoming queen, king, of course, will inform what they're saying to him. But it, it's one of the things I'm most curious about. How do you tell a child that they have no choice ever over their choice of job, that this is what they're going to do? And how do you position that as something that's exciting um, and purposeful and desirable when you're six and you just want to be a firefighter or, you know, or Batman? I mean, it's really hard. I think it would be a very hard conversation to have and I really feel for them. Um, I imagine that they've taken wise advice on it. I think people like the Middletons who are very involved in the family, they actually, um, when uh, Kate and William were off a couple of weeks ago, they had Charlotte and George and took them to a local fete and things like that. So I think they'd be very involved um, in that process. But yeah, something I wonder about. It's very fascinating, isn't mm. it? Mm. You're not even trying to think what you'd think at six years old being told that. Well, yeah. I mean, as a parent, we make these decisions every day about, mm. you know, what should we put in their lunchbox and how do we cope with things like anxiety? They're just on another level mm. in terms of what they have to prepare for. So, you know, um, I'm sure they do it very well. Of course. And they have lots of people to ask for advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, as I say, unprecedented. So, you know, it's 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 a tricky one. Um, but, of course, we know with his birthday that Harry and Meghan sent quite a sweet message, I thought it was, but it's caused a bit of controversy, it hasn't it? It was a sweet message. They said, happy birthday and enjoy your day or something like that. But apparently they didn't say, happy birthday, your Royal Highness, Prince George of Cambridge. It, it just is ridiculous. I mean, people get so up in arms about the silliest things. So they put a nice message to their nephew and then they're criticised for not actually using his full name. Surely the fact that they just say happy birthday. And they put a couple of emojis on there as well, didn't they? A little balloon and something, yeah. and I think a little cake. I mean, come on. He's their nephew. You don't have to use the title when you're speaking to your own nephew. I think it's ridiculous. I, honestly, the things, people have a lot of time in their lives on social media, don't they? I would no more have the time to write a message saying, no, you should use his proper title. Honestly, people need to get interests. You yeah, know, they, they need do. to they need to go bird watching. Oh, like, exactly. Seriously, <laughs> they need some hobbies some of the people online. Anyway, moving yes, along. Well, I know cuz it's 
quite ridiculous. I think it's a lovely message, and I know they were also criticised for William's birthday message too. It's weren't ludicrous. They? I mean, you and I are invested in the royal family, but that's an mm. overinvestment, I think. <laughs> when, you're, when you're having to uphold the uh, the title of the six year old heir to the throne by his own uncle, I don't think yes. so. <laughs> Um, and of course, though, we also learnt that the Queen has a bit of a soft spot for her grandson. Yeah, yeah I didn't know this. I think this is oh, a really great sweet grandson, story. isn't it? He is a grandson. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes, it is a great grandson. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> My good, good call, Zoe. <laughs> yes, great grandson. So, um, she adores George. Um, look, I think she recognises more than most what that, um, what that duty that has to come um, entails. The little thing that she does is that when he comes and visits and stays at either Sandringham or Balmoral, she leaves him a little gift on the end of the bed. Every single time he comes, I'm presuming she also leaves a gift for Charlotte and Louis. That would be a little bit of favouritism, wouldn't it? But <laughs> apparently she's particularly, you know, she's really fond of George. And I think, you know, as she's got older, she's recognised and has softened. I mean, the whole episode with Diana dying, she there was a lot of self-examination within the royal family about how they handled things, the stiff upper lip. And, you know, Harry and William represent a more emotional, uh, more um, in touch with their feelings uh, generation. And I think she's learned through them that that, you know, communication and and marrying duty with with the ordinariness of life is really important. And, and, and look, she clearly is very invested in um, in George. He, he is going to take over one day. And, you know, this is like her company. She runs it um, and he's the CEO in waiting. So, of course, she's invested in, in that relationship and making sure that, that he's beloved, I suppose, and supported and guided through that process, perhaps more than she was able to do with her own son um, at the time. And I love hearing little stories like this about yeah. the Queen Yes. I mean, we have sort of heard that she was distant as yes. a mother to Charles and this sort of makes her seem real, doesn't it? Does, it does, I feel like it? my grandma would do that for me as I well, know. leave treats on the bed. It's such a sweet <laughs> – I just hope she didn't leave binoculars though because, of course, <laughs> according to um, US Weekly or Us Weekly or whatever it's called, <laughs> that's the gift that his parents have given him. So hopefully they haven't replicated that. Speaking of the Queen, it's come out that she travels with a – Rather peculiar item. I love this story. This is my favourite <laughs> royal story of the week. In fact, I put this on Twitter and said, um, the Queen travels with a very peculiar item. And someone said, what, Prince Philip? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was, <laughs> that was classic. Uh, anyway, <laughs> she, she does sometimes travel with Prince Philip. And I wouldn't suggest for a minute that he is peculiar. I think he's a lovely man if prone to... The occasional um, uh, gaffe. But no, she travels with. And I, I actually sat down with my kids last night at dinner and said, oh, what do you think the Queen travels with? And, the, and I said, it's health related. And so it took them a full 10 minutes to guess what it is. I'm not going to make you I'm guys do that. I'm surprised they guessed it, to be honest. They did eventually. There was several clues, several clues indeed. I said, you carry it with you anyway, but this is a special version of it. So da 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 what does she travel with? She travels with her own blood, which I think is really interesting. So... So and, fascinating. And three doctors, apparently. A little bit creepy, too. I, I don't know. It's, I know. It's a bit Billy Bob Thornton, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Like, remember he had that vial of yes, blood Angelina around his Jolie's Yeah, Angelina Jolie's blood, was it, around the neck? Yeah. Is it fresh? 
Well, yes, Dennis, I'm so glad you asked. So the blood is collected before she goes on a trip. So as she's as she's approaching a major trip, particularly to a country where it may, you know, hospitals may be a little less um, accessible, you know, in Africa and that sort of thing, she um, she donates her own blood to her own supply. So she it's her own blood. Um, she doesn't carry it in her handbag. Apparently, she actually has. Um, obviously, it's 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 in a cool, some kind of cool facility, and it travels with her. It makes sense, doesn't it? It makes sense. A because she's you know she's the heir to the throne. She has to be able to access her blood at any any time. Um, but it also. Um, the fact that she often goes – well, she's also ageing. You know, at 93, the need to have um, that on hand I think would be very important. But so interesting. I wonder who else in the world travels with their own blood. There must, I mean, someone like Kanye West would probably do the same, <laughs> don't you reckon? Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think who's super self-important and might do it. Anyway, loved that story. I thought it was really funny and um, um, good honour. That's a great thing to carry. So no wonder they have so much luggage. I know. It's such an interesting tidbit though, isn't it? <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> I love it. But um, speaking about the Queen's quirks, we know she also has an unusual way of getting dressed every morning. I know. It's not like she throws <laughs> open the cupboard like you and I, Zoe. She actually has all her clothes. This is another fascinating one. I just love this. So this is all up on the top floor of her, I was going to say house then. Of course, <laughs> of course it's not a house, of her castles and palaces. Mm. Presumably the, the wardrobe has to travel it, you know, regularly as well. So up on, the, with the blood, um, <laughs> up on the top floor is yeah, her clothes. But instead of going up to her, her wardrobe to choose what she's going to wear that day, her dresser brings down a couple of sketches and she says, okay, so which of these? And on, on the sketches is a little, um, um, a little, um, uh, Cutting. What do you call that when you t- a little cu- textile, a, a, a little oh, sample like a fabric of swatch? F- a, that's fabric it. Fabric swatch. Yeah. That was. <laughs> See, you're all over it. Um, a little swatch of the fabric. It'll be um, so if it's a silk or a wool or whatever. So she can she knows the texture, the heat, that you know that sort of thing. Um, and reminding her what the f- frock actually is, and then she chooses from from the piece of paper um, and makes a selection and then it's brought down for her. She puts it on, uh, goes back upstairs afterward and presumably washed or dry cleaned um, and that she regularly gives away to her dresses, the people that um, look after her wardrobe items that she doesn't wear anymore or to charity. Um, but isn't that interesting? The rest so of us have to kind of stand there in front of the wardrobe and she has like a personalised styling service that's that's based on pictures rather than her actual mm. wardrobe. God, Although I just love that she has a whole upstairs floor for clothes. I wish I had that. I know. I wish <laughs> I had the person that hangs it up at the end of the day. That's the mm. bit. Oh, I've still got last night's shirt sitting on the chair in my room and it's just like, oh, that's the bit I hate, putting it all away. So that's what I want. I don't need the swatches and the bits of paper. I just need the person to put it away. <laughs> anyway, we all do. <laughs> lucky her madge, I reckon. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and moving on, we've had three royal weddings in just over a year, mm. but apparently there could be another one coming up. There could. I reckon, do you reckon we should throw to Dennis and ask him if he can remember the three royal weddings this year? Okay. Well, <laughs> hang on. Uh, and just over a year, obviously. Just over a year. Megan and, and, um, and Harry. Well done, Dennis. And, and yes, thanks. <laughs> um, hang on. Uh, not Eugenie. Um, yes. Yes, Eugenie. Yes, yes. <laughs> Jack, was it? No, no, he's oh, a nice man. Jack, nice guy, Jack, nice guy, the tequila salesman. That's right. Uh, and then there was the Italian royal family-ish. No, maybe not. Oh, look, her name is Italian. Yeah. Late. Yeah, it's mm. um, 
not Carlotta. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon, should we give him two and a half? Yeah, I think so. Lady Gabriella good. Windsor. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carlotta. Yeah, I well, don't. Close. <laughs> not, not quite royal, Dennis. Anyway, three weddings this, well, just over a year, obviously, because Meghan and Harry got married last May. But um, now they're thinking that Beatrice is uh, going to walk down the aisle. Ladbrokes um, has suspended betting on whether or not she's going to marry this year uh, because the odds are so high that she will. She, of course, met Eduardo Malpelli, who um, I want to just say that he's a plumber, but he's not. Um, not just a plumber. I think plumbers are amazing. What I was going to say is that I just really want someone from the royal family to marry a tradie. But anyway, <laughs> she's not. She's marrying. Well, we do, we don't know that she's marrying. There's speculation she will marry um, her boyfriend, who da 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 is a multi-millionaire property developer. Aren't they always? How do they just fall over these sorts of where, people? Where do you find these people? I know. <laughs> and because I had never actually had a good look at Eduardo Malpelli, because I just thought it might be a short-lived thing. He is really handsome. He is, you know, like he's going to really up the gene pool in the royal family. <laughs> he's a hot-looking bloke. Good dresser not, as well. Not to objectify. He is, isn't mm. he? Yeah, I know. He's got that kind of Italian style, yeah. hasn't he? And in that sort of swished black blonde, uh, blonde hair. Anyway, moving on from um, objectifying Princess Beatrice's <laughs> boyfriend, um, he, they're apparently going to uh, actually – they're very close. It's going really well. Fergie loves him. Andrew loves him. Speculation that there will be a uh, wedding. I hope there is because poor B went out with that Dave Clark for a decade and then it ended and then he got married straight away almost to someone else. And, you know, she's 30. She wants to be married. She's she's spoke. Well, I don't know if she's spoken about it, but the, the suggestion is that she, she would like to. I mean, obviously her little sister has – you can have a very happy life without getting married. But clearly, you know, if, if he's the right one for her, I hope it happens. Yes, I know. And I we know. all love the pomp and circumstance of a big wedding too, don't I we? I know. And also they can buy just a crappy old house. And because he's a multimillionaire property developer, they can turn it into something really nice, can't they? Oh, I think, exactly. I, to be I honest, I think, I think they'll do a better job. The Prince Andrew and Fergie's old house, which was called Sunning Something, um, was the most disgusting monstrosity <laughs> in the um, West uh, uh, West London, well, out, just outside Gloucestershire. No, it wasn't Gloucestershire. It was on a bit in Berkshire. And um, when I lived in London and, and worked there, it was just a bit of a joke, their house. So hopefully he, he will bring some design kudos as well to um, the housing situation of the uh, – what are their family called again? The Duke and Duchess of Zoe? Of York. York, that's it. <laughs> I've heard a lot in my head today. <laughs> Too many names. York. She's doing well, isn't she? <laughs> the Duke and Duchess of York. You guys are both doing well. In fact, I'll leave you to do it yourselves next week. Please don't. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, Beatrice, let's hope so. Yes, fingers crossed. And mm. finally, speaking of betting, there's apparently the odds have been slashed on another royal event, and yeah. I'm very excited about this one. Oh, are you? <laughs> okay. Um, I am too, actually, and I, I've said for a long time that I think this is going to happen, so that odds have slashed to one to two um, on the fact that they think that uh, Kate is going to have a fourth baby. She's 37, 38 in January. Um, Louis is now one. She's got a six-year-old and a four-year-old. I think she absolutely will go for a fourth. It's a very posh thing. to. It's what posh people in England do is they have four babies. It's It sort of suggests that you can afford them, which of course <laughs> they can. But I also think that 
I've just always thought she'll she'll have four. Obviously, she has that terrible morning sickness, which is an obstacle to um, overcome. But look, I think William might be the one that needs a bit of convincing. He's the one that's <laughs> spoken out regularly about not getting any sleep, hasn't he? But they're clearly natural parents. They looked so happy during the tro- trooping the colour. You know, look... Maybe you'd argue that you'd stop there because they do look so happy. You've now got a one-year-old sleeping (laughs) through the night. Do you really want – well, presumably sleeping through the night, but do you really want to go again? But I do think there's something about them that looks like four kids. So I think even when we saw them at the polo, they just – they seem so happy as a family. They do and seem really happy time with the children. It's, it's almost like you know that's that's her thing, isn't it? And her confidence has grown. Kate's confidence, just so, even in you know her as a mum, but also in her um, public work, she just seems like she's really, really happy. And hopefully, you know, if she was to go again, morning sickness would uh, temporarily put paid to that. But. Yeah, my my bet's on that there will be a fourth and there will be an announcement by the end of the year. Oh, that's very soon. Yeah, I hope I'm not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anyway, that's what what I think. Four children and then then I don't think they'd go five. But, yeah, interesting that the odds have dropped as well. It is. So they're listening to me. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast today. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I won't be here next week. I'll be leaving it to you two um, because you are clearly so capable at remembering the names of the the Yorks and uh, Lady Carlotta Windsor. (laughs) Well done, Dennis. Yeah, yeah, you were close. (laughs) And uh, thank you to everyone for listening today. For more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And of course, don't forget to pick up a copy of our new Royal Mag, New Idea Royals Monthly, on sale now. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.